dialing that Hulk Hogan 900 number again, or you call and dial a date. Get to work. Do something. Don't you own a dress? Who dresses you, the state? There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb man, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned him into a Mexican tonight. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids everywhere. So kiss my black. Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. Lindor tees off, drives it to deep center field. Trout is back. He's looking up and is gone. A towering three-run homer for Francisco Lindor. And the Indians take a 4-1 lead. Home run number 32 for Lindor. And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program, you can podcast it right there. It is Friday, so that means at 7 o'clock we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, who also can be heard weekday afternoons at 3 o'clock on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I'm excited to talk to Munch today. Yeah, I am as well. I do. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Munch, and it's amazing. Very few people who don't do mornings can get it hyped at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Munch will be full throttle, 100% go, and I uh, can't wait to see it. It's hero, man. I have said that uh, that Mark Munch Bishop has been on a perpetual like nasal drip since the late <laughs> 70s. It's uh, like he has more energy than any man should. I have, uh, I've known that man a long, long time, and dude, his energy is through the roof. After like multiple kids, a marriage, I mean, all kind of stuff. And like most people are dead ass tired and he's just always on the go. I had like three people yesterday say to me, like, I loved when he was on your show. And I was like, well, I love that too. I was like, I was hoping people were going to like it because it was one of those things I decided to do emotionally. Like it got, actually it was Fantone sending me. He's like, do you got a relationship with him? Why don't we just bring him in all the time? And I was like, all right. And I had been hesitant at first because I was like, well, I think I want to do this because I have a personal relationship and in love with him. But no, it turns out, dude, a guy who had never heard of him actually heard of him through this show and said, dude, that guy gave me goosebumps on my arms. He, um, you know, he, he's something else. He, he really is. And, you know, it's sports and guys. And like, of course, it makes sense. Yeah. That, like as you walk into the weekend, like, well, what's going on? College football, regular football. Like that's when a lot of sports stuff. happens. Right. That's why that's everybody's why. like checking out of work and like, dude, what's going yeah. on my line? I want to do. I got to get my fantasy team built up. Like, what am I doing here? And actually, I've got gr- I have a great Ohio State question to ask him today because he is. 
the number one Buckeye supporter in the world. Herb Street can go to hell. Munch, I'm wow. telling you, is a bigger wow. OSU homer than Kirk Herb Street. Actually, I'll ask him that question. I'll ask him who he thinks has a, has a bigger love of OSU. I, I I wonder what his take in is with all this Chris Spielman stuff. Then I think that's probably yeah. You that's know, another good question. That you know, Chris Spielman, obviously a a Stark County legend, and you know, you throw the Ohio State tie in there and everything that's going on with him. Those are those are all interesting thoughts with the Buckeyes. Yeah, there. no, I can't wait to get to Munch. So we'll do that at 7 o'clock. 9.30, we'll pass out those Breaking Benjamin tickets. I uh, I will start the show by saying this. It's going to be a lot better today than it was yesterday. Now, right. I had a lot of people hit me up yesterday and say, dude, I know you were complaining about it, but the show was actually great today because of how real and raw it was. And most people don't do that. Like, when, when they're really suffering or really having a problem with it, they'll just kind of like try to shine you on. I just have a hard time doing that. And my bosses hate it, but it seemed like the audience really dug it. And, and the best way I can explain it is this. is like, I, dude, I, I've been trying to tell you guys for a while now that, you know, depression can be real. You know what I mean? And I looked at the, the rundown is no different today than it was yesterday. But my outlook on it is. And that commercial back in the day that had that little cloud, you know, falling around and, you know, with the, uh, you know, the little white bubble with, you know, with the rain falling on it. That's, dude, that sums it up perfectly. I, I can't explain it. Like, I, I was in a good mood, but wasn't. I don't know. It's very, it, you know, it's just very hard to explain. But yesterday, I spent all afternoon just kind of like staring off in space in my apartment. And then I woke up today and I was like laughing at myself for how I felt yesterday. And I was like, okay, well, today's going to be a much better day. So uh, you know what I mean? We're uh, I I feel very uh, you know upbeat and positive today. How I are like, you? I like it. No, that's uh, that's. Well, I, I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. We'll move forward. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, I'm excited. It's Friday. I'm always excited. It's Friday. But this weekend, me and the girlfriend are actually going to uh, to head out. Yeah, you guys we, are going uh, away, right? Yeah, we're going to Mohican. We uh, we oh, kind of made that so last jealous. minute decision of of like, well, hey, this is what we're gonna do. It's nice. It's gonna be the final like nice you know weekend of summer. Even though today's the first day of fall, but still, like it was just like, well, we've got the opportunity to do it, so uh, let's pull the trigger. So no, man, I am. Uh, I'm already looking at the clock. Already like, all right, man, let's let's get out of here. So, so you guys leaving today? Then? Let's power through it. Yeah, she gets out of work at I think twelve thirty or one. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it'll be like an early departure for us. We'll be able to go do it. And uh, no, very excited about it. So yeah, I would I, you be know. too. You don't have too many of those left where uh-huh. where you can enjoy stuff like that outside. That's why I'm excited. Dude, I, my whole weekend's about golf this week. I think it'll be interesting to see this weekend that like you know. It's going to be falls kind of already hit us in some ways where it's like the leaves are turning and stuff. And I'm sure down by Mohican, it's already a pretty decent like colorage in the, oh, yeah. in, the in, in the foliage there. And, uh, you know, you'll have that hot ass 90 degree temperature and the leaves are going to be changing. I'll be in the pool. It'll be weird. It'll be nice. I'm excited, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, what, what what's your story today? What do you got? You I, uh, well, you know, tomorrow I got the uh, Firehouse Mixed Doubles Championship oh, yeah. down at Zor. So what's going on there? Tell no, me. No, we're me. doing that. Well, my female partner dropped That's out. That's what I was going to say. And what's what's and happened? So I, I, I reached out to my friend Allison, who plays, and she was like, man, I'm working all day. I got to cater three different events that day. Okay. She's in the catering she's business. Out. Yeah, so she was out, and uh, and so I was kind of bummed out about that. And I asked my friend Jessica, but she's unable to play, and they both play. So I was like, all right, well, I'll ask the girls I know who play first. Yeah, of course. And so now I'm kind of in the spot of, well, I don't know what to do. And I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe just turn it over to the audience. Yeah. But again, it's four plus hours on a golf course with somebody. And I just, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, and for people who don't, I would love to be able to find a female listener who plays, and I have to imagine we have one. Yeah. Now, there's one other person I'm thinking about asking, and she works at Gervasi, and she was a, uh, she's a listener of the program, but she was actually an instructor at a course I believe in Michigan when she lived up there. So I'm thinking about reaching out to her and see if she can play. But if not, dude, I might have to turn it over to the audience. And that's where I found my partner last year, and it worked out great. I was going to say, dude, we've got like 24 hours to make this happen here. So you 11:30 we tee off tomorrow morning. You uh, you better Zor Golf Club. You better get texting. You better find out what you're doing here. I'm worried for you. It's all paid for and all that. <laughs> you're going to have Stansberry teeing off. Then he's going to go throw on a skirt. He's going to come back out. It's going to be stand- a fantastic afternoon, <laughs> except for the fact that you're stuck in a golf cart with this miserable son of a bitch all day. Like uh, outside of that, you'll have a great time. Um, and I know Sunday you've got uh, TDs as well, right? Yeah, Sunday I'll be at TDs Tailgate Grill watching the Browns beat the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna say. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say it because I want to be positive. Right. But I'll be honest with you. Then that's a great point. I guess that's just a good enough conversation right there. I want to say the Browns will win Sunday because it's the Indianapolis Colts, and I want to be positive. But I'm not sure that they do. Um, the thing is, is this is one of the games that they can win. So no matter where you kind of stand on the Browns right now. What's worse? Like, is it worse now? Is the seat? Let me ask you, because you're like a Browns naysayer. Okay. Is the season lost if you lose to the Indianapolis Colts? Because it's a team you should, like, everybody says, even Vegas says you should beat them. You're giving them a point and a half in their own building. Well, you've got these three games coming up that you can win. You've got the Colts, you've got the Jets, you've got the Bengals. And all those are winnable games. I kind of think... They might win two out of three of these games, but those are going to be two of the three wins that they have all year. So all of a sudden, it's so going to be like you think it's three and thirteen. All of a yeah, three and thirteen that's sounds realistic. Bet. So like all of a sudden, it's going to be all right. Let's say they beat the Colts, and now they're right. two and one. They lose next Super week, Bowl. and then they the roadie. They're three and two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like after five weeks, people are going to be like, "Oh, dude, buying in, starting to think." Right. And I'm telling you, it's going to be two of the three weeks all se- of the three wins all season. See, I think they lose two of three. I do. But maybe I'm negative. It's very possible. I'm negative about a lot. It's very possible. But I just don't see it. And I didn't see it before the season. I didn't see it. I didn't see this team everybody was telling me was like, and now once they went 4-0 in the preseason, I was like, all right, that equates to, I think, probably one or two regular season wins. I didn't go crazy on it. I said, yeah, it's probably one win. You probably It probably means it's you're 3-1 in the regular season. And we can kind of, I mean, we're, or one and three, I mean. I don't know. I, I It's a point and a half. I'm going to leave the spread out of it. Because I'm not betting the Browns game this week. I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm not betting non, the game. That's a I will give you the bet I like. I will do that to end the program today. I don't know. I think they lose, dude. <laughs> but I always think they lose. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm... I, maybe I'm not the right barometer. I guess Munch at 7 o'clock will be the best guy to figure that out. It is Friday. You probably will find uh, some of you at least will find yourself out of the bars tonight. So if you find yourself out of the bar tonight and you get lucky, and we all know what that means, you take somebody home and you get laid, I will give you the best text message you could possibly send after having sex with somebody. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com and 930s when you're getting hooked up with Breaking Benjamin tickets. Mark Munch Bishop will join us 7 a.m. this morning. I, uh, you know what? So it's Friday night. Well, morning. But it will be Friday night at some point. Sooner or later. And you're going to want to be at the bar. You're probably going to want to go home with somebody so you don't go home alone. Those of you that aren't in full-on committed relationships. 
and everybody's been in this situation where you take somebody home and you're like, all right, this doesn't have to be a one night stand, but I don't necessarily want it to be a boyfriend, girlfriend, like relationship, right? And so you always try, that's always hard to navigate. Like, what do I do now? Right? And then the standard's always been, well, you wait like three days, right? Or when you get somebody's number, you wait three days. And the waiting game, I think everybody, because of everybody knowing that, I think that you got to throw that out the window now. That feels so antiquated. That feels so old school to me. And like, it doesn't even, I, I mean, I understand why people are like, well, you don't want to look too desperate, but it's not like you're hitting them up saying like, let's get married. You can reach out to somebody and not look desperate. Well, it all depends on the person's perception on the other end. And for the longest time, it did look desperate. And you got to remember, man, we're going back. Dude, that system was built with the rotary phone and like before text messages and before like so like the ways we communicate are different now. So like how you're perceived on when you communicate is way different. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It feels very antiquated. No, it is. Yeah, for sure. But it but for those decades, it worked flawlessly. And that's what I'm saying. I think you got to throw it away now. And so somebody has figured out, or at least they think they have, and I think they got it pretty close, is like the best text message for a guy to send the day after, like a one night stand that you're like, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing her again. And it's a very simple text message. And I think they nailed it. And it's, are you free for dinner on Friday? And their explanation is, it's a casual way of saying the sex was good and that you are interested in seeing her again. And they say here, this is written from a woman. That's all women want to know. That's all they need to know, that you enjoyed her time and you would like to enjoy her time again. Now, coming from a one-night stand perspective, you asking for her number is at least an indicator. You know what I mean? Because I'm making the assumption here, if it's if it's if you're just going home with somebody, if you didn't want to talk to me, yeah, that's you, wouldn't, fair you wouldn't have asked for like, my number. How do you have each other? Unless you asked for each other's numbers earlier on in the night, and then you just ended up at home together, which that's happened you know, a bunch of times for a lot of you, I, I, I would be sure. And I can't speak for the entire male race, but ladies, I will tell you the same thing. That would totally work for me, too, because I'm assuming if, if we're doing this, it's probably over the weekend. And now you're saying, hey, take the week for yourself. Absolutely. But next Friday, if you're free for dinner after the both of us are done with our week, we should get together. And that would totally work on me. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you'd want to do is like, hey, come hang out with me right now. Like, hey, let's do something right now. Of course, that's going to look terrible. But I mean, expressing your interest and expressing that you had a good time and like, yeah, that that all is going to lead to that person feeling either feeling the same way or at least like being like, OK, you felt that same way as I did. Yes, let's go do something. Um, Don't be I don't, I don't know. Don't hesitate. Like if you feel like that, it's, you know, hey. This this went well. I don't understand why so many people are like, oh, I don't know what. Like, say it. Like, well, the problem is, is because they're trying to shed the old system and they're forgetting about the fact that honestly, now we're more anxious about the notifications on our phone than ever before. We want the communication now. See, back in the day, people were all right. We were less reliant on the on the adoration of another human being. We were were more self reliant back in the day. But now our phones have made us like all anxiety ridden like maniacs that are like, no, no, no press like right now. Otherwise, I think you hate me. Like, dude, we have changed. Like, the human being has changed. So I think the text is actually perfect. You're communicating the next day instead of, like, making it look like you're blowing her completely off. You're telling her, like, look, I'm not looking to crowd you, but the next, like, free night we both have, we should hang out together. I think it's an absolutely perfect. And it's it's very simple. You free for dinner Friday is the best text to send after having sex with somebody. And I totally 100% agree. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes.
on Rock 106.9. Sperry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, get his take on what's uh, happening with the Browns, Indians. Also got a few OSU things I want to talk to him about. There was some huge news about Ohio State announced yesterday. I'm interested to get his take on why that news is true. 9.30 is when we'll pass out those Breaking Benjamin tickets. And if you missed yesterday's show, podcast it at WRQK.com. You know, people often ask me, what would I have done for a living if I didn't do this? And throughout my life, I've had different answers. Um, I guess culinary school would have been a good choice. Uh, that's something that would have interested me. I would have, um, I feel like I would have, pay, I don't know if I would have been able to make it, but I would have definitely wanted to pay attention. I would have been interested in that. But there are a few jobs that I would not have wanted that I just don't feel like I have the makeup for. And being a police officer is one of those. And that's why I try when they're doing things right to respect them as much as I possibly can. And why I tell people a lot of times to dial down the anti-cop rhetoric that we're seeing online. Cause I think a lot of times cops are probably better than not. And there's, a little piece of audio that's floating around the internet right now out of Trenton, New Jersey, where a rookie cop was asked to do something. And I just, again, man, when I heard this audio, I was like, I just don't know if this is who Dan Sansbury as a person is or could be. And he had to save a man hanging from a ledge of like an eight story apartment building, I believe this was. And we'll let you take a listen to that now. Can I speak to you? Hey, what are you doing? First, he checks under the bed. What are you, what are you, where are you? Sir. Until he sees a hand gripping the window. Sir. So you see what he's saying? He walks into the room. He thinks the guy's hiding underneath the bed, but it turns out, no, he's actually hanging from the ledge by, like, his hands outside the window. Yeah, this guy's wife had died earlier in the day, and... Uh, she died by natural causes. Yeah. And, yeah, and we were getting there, and she died by natural causes, and... So the guy, you know what that's like, or I would imagine you could assume what that's like. Your wife has died, and you're like, you know what? I'm miserable. I don't want to be here anymore. So you make a rash decision. Next thing you know, you find yourself hanging out the window. And you keep hearing him, him say, as he's standing or sitting or not or hanging out of that window, do it, do it, do it. He's trying to talk himself into letting go. He's letting go, right. Three, three, four, dispatch. I need assistance. I got a man out, hanging out the window. I need another unit out here, please. Sir, please don't. Sir, hang on. Grab on, please. This rookie Trenton police officer pleads with the man who is dangling from an eight-story apartment window. I'm here to help you, please. Grab my leg. Grab my leg. I got you. 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 You hear him say, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. That's amazing, especially when you think about the fact that this officer had just graduated from the police academy last October. We're talking about a year into the job, under. Like, he just graduated last October. He probably, what, didn't get full-time on the force to what, month two later, probably? Certified to, I, I, I think, because I think that there's some training that happens after you get out of that, and then then they give you your beat or your, you know, your shift or whatever. Under a year, and the guy now has to yank somebody off of an eight-story window. Yeah, I mean, obviously very early in his career, no matter how you cut it, what, what point it was. Um, but, I mean, this goes just goes to show you that, like, 
cops just don't know what their day is. Like for the most Ever. part, I walk into my day and I kind of know what's going to happen. For I kind sure. of have a, a you can map out idea. the whole rest of the day today, right? You know, and I think most jobs you kind of can do that. It's not that hard to like say that there's a pattern to your day. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to officers of the law, dude, some days and sometimes I'm sure it's just like God, dude. We haven't done anything today. Just sitting around, man. We got nothing going on. Those are called good days. And then other days, dude, it's just, you know, you're pulling people out of windows. You're, you know, who knows what's going on. That's why I'm always saying it's like, you know, people will will, will get like a 30-second clip of video and say, look, he already has his hand on his gun. Right. You weren't there for the 25 calls he went on earlier today that now has he or her thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. My job's incredibly dangerous. Sometimes that happens. Are there awful instances where cops are wrong and have fired their guns in the wrong situation and not shot people? Absolutely that's true. Are there bad apples in these sections of people? Of course there are. You can't have a group of people that large and not have a few bad apples. But the overall rhetoric has been now that cops are just awful. And it really bothers me because they're also this. And I feel like for shows like mine, who constantly want to have get the clicks, make sure everybody's retweeting your content, show them the part where they shot the minority, they don't do this. And that bothers me. Because I've said a thousand times, what's going to happen when good cops say, you know what, take the belt off, and they drop the shield and the weapon in the middle of the street and say, you know what, society, you do it. What happens then? We all fall apart. Every now and again, man, you just gotta you gotta press reset and realize, like, there's a lot of good going on with these guys. And when I when I heard about that a year into that job, when I think about who I was a year into this job and the mistakes I made, and the stakes aren't what they are to be a police officer. Like after my first year in the in the broadcasting industry, I thought for sure they're never gonna let me back in here ever again over some of the mistakes I made. What's on the line day in and day out for them, man? When I heard that, that guy clinging to that window and a guy with under a year on the job was able to get him back in. Saved him. I don't know. It's just awesome. I don't know. That audio blew me away. Maybe I'm making too much of it, but I just, I I really felt like that's a human being reaching deep down and being the best of who he can be that day. It's impressive. That will always, always, always impress me. What always impresses me as well is Mark Bunch Bishop, and we'll hear from him next on The Sansbury Show. Please relax. This will be painless. The Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. And welcome back to The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I was almost confused about whose show. <laughs> Wait, what am I hosting right now? What am I doing? Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.30, we'll give you these Breaking Benjamin tickets. It's Friday at 7 o'clock, so we're going to do it every Friday at 7 o'clock. Talk to my good buddy Munch. Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and free on the iHeartRadio app. But joining us now on Rock 106.9, Munch, how are you today? You know, I am superb, gentlemen. Now, I almost feel like superb. talking Nirvana, okay? Okay. Because of a couple things. There's no doubt in my mind. Spells like Team Spirit definitely, definitely saved rock and roll. That was the song to do it. 100 fold. I could flash back, close my eyes because I'm not driving. Picture seeing them in the jar yesterday, and it was too cool, man. Wow, yeah, that's a band I never did get to see with the with that whole lineup there. I never did get to see Nirvana like that, I don't think. Yeah, 
It was superb. But again, think about it, man. There was a lot of that no guitar rock that was starting to come yeah. out. A lot of you know, keyboards and stuff. I mean, guitars are integral, brothers. I mean, you, you got to have an axe, you know. And all of a sudden, uh, you're listening, and uh, the smells like Teen Spirit comes over the airways. You're like, wow, this is what it's all about. I would agree, Munch. I want to start this week with OSU, if we can. And I said this morning, yeah, I, and I said this morning <laughs> that Mark Munch Bishop is the biggest. OSU, Homer, there is. Screw Herb oh, yeah. Street. I believe your love for OSU surpasses Herb Street. And what I want at the end of this year is you and Mark May to box live on WRQK.com. I need WebIts, Munch. I need you to beat up Mark May for me. Oh, you know what, bro? No, I'll move him to my list, okay? Because I've got a list of people yet. i got one fight left in me, and I'll let you guys decide who it's going to be, okay? Oh, it's Mark 53rd May. 53rd and Broadway will come out at least one more time in my life. I will add Mark May to that list, no doubt about it. But you know what, bro? Hold on. You mentioned Herbie. Yeah. Herbie's one of my guys. You know, there I know are he is. times that he has gone against Ohio State to be cool so people don't call him a homer or a shill or a hawk. Gosh, he quarterbacked the team, you know, Wear that on your sleeve. Absolutely. Like, I'm proud of that. But you know, when they do something wrong, I will be the first to let you know, too, because not to pile on, but just to point out, because there's also something called street cred. Absolutely. you got to hold feet to fire. I absolutely agree. And I, the, what I want to talk to you about Ohio State is, is they were valued, according to Forbes magazine, as the most... I think it's like the most profitable, was it? Or is like a college football franchise that there is? It's like $1.5 billion. They're worth the most money. What makes Ohio State so, honestly, what makes them what Ohio State is? Like, what makes them so great? You know, but well, number one, you're talking just the program or everything in general, the aura behind it, the money. Well, they say the program is, is worth okay. $1.5 billion, which the Browns are worth $1.9. <laughs> well, number one, okay, they've got a stadium now with about 107, 108 that they put in there each and every game. Now, you might say, well, come on, much. That's eight games a year. Well, you know what? You try to get a ticket. If you try to get yeah, a ticket for hard. a reasonable price, they make NFL tickets look cheap. I'm telling you guys. So that's number one. Number two, you ever walk around anywhere in the state, hell, anywhere in the country? You see people wearing Ohio State gear. That's true. Well, when you've got 55,000 people going there, I went there. This is much once that went there. I've got a daughter going there now. How many are they graduating every year? So you've got masses and multitudes, you know? It's almost like the Roman legions, okay, coming out <laughs> each and every year. And something else, they do win. They do win. Yeah. I mean, look at Earl. He got fired for going 9-3 and three a couple years in a row. Cooper was going 11-1, and one, but we know who he couldn't beat. So he got the axe. So there is a winning culture there, too. But it's just something that gets in you. Is it cult-like in a way? Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, go anywhere. Guys, I don't care if you're in church. And you go, oh, wait, somebody's going to yell I.O. back That's at true. You. Yeah, that is true. There's, there's no question it's one of the most rabid fan bases in all of sports. And no matter who you are, you just can't deny it. Um, hearing that number, though, one plus billion, what did you say it was? 1.5, I heard. One and a half billion dollars. That's so much money, man. It really is. And it brings up an interesting point. And, and you know, we haven't had you on the show too many times. You know, we've got go a, a Stark County legend in Chris Spielman right now who is Amen. making, making a, a real push at, you know, suing Ohio State for or, you know, not being able to make money for them continuing to make money off of his name and others' names. Do you feel like there's any sort of conflict of interest with having a collegiate sport being worth $1.5 billion, yet these kids aren't getting paid anything? Fantone, I can't believe you. Now, hold on. Did you feel that bro hug over the phone? Yeah. <laughs> I am on that hey, for, a, for, for honest to golly, guys, 
I've been doing this now for 38-plus years. I've been on that for about 30 of them. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. Spielman is one of them. It's not just the kids from the inner city. You know, it's not just the kids from out on the farm. I mean, Spielman's from Maslin. He's not living, like, you know, on a dairy farm. Like, uh, you know, when they took Jim Lachey's photo in, in high school, he was in front of two grain silos out in St. Henry, Ohio. But here was the thing, and I'd never forget the story. And it comes from Lachey and Spielman. Over the summer before Spielman's senior year, he shed about 20, 25 pounds. Lachey bumps into says, what's wrong? Are you sick? He goes, no. He goes, well, what's wrong? He goes, I don't have any money. I, I, I don't eat very good. You know what I mean? Wow. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Chris Spielman, Mr. Ohio State, you know, his dad's son, he was what, a high school coach and teacher? Yeah. So he's not raking in the bucks. So it's kids like that, too. And if you're making that much money off the program, I'm not saying, you know, give these guys tens of thousands of dollars. But you don't think, and they're not allowed to work. You know that during the football right. season. Well, and there's, how there's could they? Right. Yeah, so say August through December. You can't give these kids 500 bucks a week. I mean, that's even embarrassing. I know what some are going to say, but they get free school. You know what the free school means? They slide an extra chair or an extra desk into a room, okay? Right. That's, that's it. I don't care what anybody says about that. Oh, no, I've been on this for years to get paid, especially D1, especially when you're carrying other sports like that. There is no doubt in my mind. Oh, and by the way, let's look at the – I'm not talking hundreds of thousands. Let's look at the – Tens of millions of coaches are raking in, too, with their endorsements, guys. There's no doubt about it. The kids need to be paid. Yeah, I um, it, it, we're probably approaching that time in this country where that's going to be a thing. Munch, you might want to slow down on those over-the-phone bro hugs for my boy Fantone. because I don't, I don't know if he's told you this yet. <laughs> no, I don't know if he's ever told you this. Matt Fantone is an Ohio State hater. Don't tell him those things. Like he, well, no, wait, wait, hold on. Munch, is, is there a basis for No, wait a minute. No. Long, you're not a U of what, M what, fan, are you, Fantone? I am, not, I am not a U of M fan. There's two things okay. that are a basis for it. Number Dude, notice one, he won't even say Michigan. I'm he not even say it. I'm, I'm not a so co- can't say the word. I I'm got kids. I'm not a college sports fan. And number two, the way that it really comes into play here is this was my rebellion as a teenager. Um, I come from a, a house full of Buckeye honks, dude. Yeah, I mean, dad and brother are, both I are mean, huge. Dude, they yeah. are over the top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll it's still, a, and my brother, the, the, woman, the woman he married, she's a Buckeye honk. So now all my nieces and nephews are, and they're just running around screaming, the Ohio State, the Ohio State. <laughs> and it was the only rebellion I had as a youth. So that's what I went with. Well, you know, I understand. Stan, I do have to say this too. It stands for you, Fantone. If he's holding anything sharp, take it out of his hand, okay? <laughs> I, I, I will. I, I am going to note this too. The worst fans in the country, besides the most rabid, are Ohio State fans too. Mike, guys, you should have seen. We're okay, obnoxious. Flashback to the Indiana game, okay? Sure. I showed my wife. I had 144 texts on my phone. The first half, how bad the program is. Urban needs to be fired. Wow. This guy needs to go. You this guy, yeah, would they win? My four touchdowns today. Yeah, so no, they're the worst fans also in the world. I would agree. They're very fickle, and I think that's sports fans today, and social media has definitely driven us there. Let's uh, transition to the Browns if we can. They're a point-and-a-half favorite on the road this week in Indianapolis, and much for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Well, you know, I had indie radio on yesterday just to get a preview. Of course, that's my show on Fox Sports 1350 in your area. Dang. Is that to get, get an <laughs> overview of the Colts, he said, number one, here's why. The Colts are horrible without luck. However, here's the thing, guys. Don't cringe. A, the Colts are livid 
about the being underdogs in their own building. Sure. I mean, they gave, uh, you know, they gave, uh, you know, last week they gave the Cardinals, well, they could handle Cardinals maybe at 8-18. Eight eight but still, they gave them a good, good game. But number two, we're not going to be eight and eight. Have to. What's that, bro? We're not going to be eight and eight. So, like that tells me, no. I think we lose the game. That, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, Cardinals might even end up being a nine and seven team. But here's the thing: the Indianapolis Colts can stop the run. That's one thing they can do on defense. So, what does that mean? Deshaun Kaiser, who I adore, I'm happy with Deshaun. But all of a sudden, I said, Deshaun Kaiser's got to beat them. But who's he going to throw the freaking ball to? Oh, yeah. So guys, I catch balls that Kenny Britt drops, and I have seven fingers, okay? <laughs> yeah. My gosh, give the kids some weapons. No, you know what? I'll tell you right now. The smart money, entertainment purposes only, is Colts in the one and a half at home. That's all I'm going to say. And, uh, wow. yeah, they, they were just, you know, they were embarrassed. They were affronted as they should have been with, uh, you know, with the spot coming out like that. I mean, Brownies are going to miss some key elements with, uh, you know, uh, concussions, injuries. They're going to have to play hard. They're going to have to keep Kaiser upright because they'll have to beat them with the pass. You bring up the fact that Indianapolis able to stop the run, and I think the most frustrating part of the Browns' season, at least so far for me, has been is the inability to run the football. Right. Um, do you, you got put, 70 yards out of Crowell so far. Do you put that on Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson? Do you put that on the offensive line? Do you put that on play calling by Hugh Jackson? Where do you think that the, the hiccup is happening when it comes to the run game? Well, number one, I'm putting it on Crow first and foremost. You know, yesterday, I don't know if you heard when he talked, he said he thinks about his contract All every the time. second yeah. every day. Well, if I'm ready to get the rock and I'm thinking, man, i got to break off a big run so I can get that big contract, you're not going to do it. You've got to just freaking play football, hit the hole. Now, the first game, I thought the line was horrendous. And, guys, I don't want to get too sports cliche. Hey, I'm a sports guy, you know. Right. But an offensive line has to be like five fingers going into a glove. Two fingers go into one hole. It just doesn't work as well, okay? Game one, I thought they were just so-so. Last week, I thought they solidified nicely, and Crow doesn't seem to be hitting those holes more than anything else. Plus, Hugh Jackson, you want to help out the the offensive flow, run the football a little bit more. I'm going to put more of it on Crow right now than anyone else. Uh, yeah, I think you do got to run the football a little bit more. It, it, it's a really strange thing. Most people will do that when you have a rookie quarterback, and especially one that had a very, very low ceiling coming in. They, you know, most people felt like Deshaun Kaiser was the biggest project in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. And so I'm surprised they're not running the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, they talk about changing the culture in Berea. But if you go 0-3 after going 1-15 last year, you're right back in the same culture. And I know they're professionals, and I know they get paid. But they're also realistic men, and they know they're not going to win games. So at what point do they start giving up, and do we lose the locker room? Oh, Daddy. Well, you know what? Number one, I hope they never get up, give up because there's something called personal pride. I agree. We've been in situations before, Stansberry. I'm talking 4 in the morning, setting up broadcast. Yeah. He didn't give up, okay? For one of uh, a numerous, for, for, for show du jour, whatever it may be called. Sure. Here's the thing. In these next three games, you've got Indy, you have Cincinnati, you have the Jets. I know the Browns have them circled as wins, but guess what? They have us circled as wins, too. Right. My golly, one and two is not sufficient in these next three games if we've taken the next step. If we haven't, and how do you get the culture winning? You've got to start winning, guys. And that's why I was excited about preseason. Not so much for like, hey, can you still go 0-16? Sadly, yeah. But you've got to feel what it's like to win a game. If you don't, 
you lose the close games at the end, or you blow a 20 to nothing lead like you had against the Ravens at home last year. I absolutely agree. There's Mark Munch Bishop. You can catch Munch on Sports weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and the free iHeartRadio app. Thanks, Munch. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Go Tribe. Absolutely. Go Tribe. We had Roger Waters in town last night at the queue, and apparently he took issue with one of our local news stations. We'll find out what that's all about next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for Stark County's largest pre-owned car dealer, and that's the Wakeham Auto Family. If you hit up their website, wakeham.com, that's W-A-I-K-E-M.com, you'll see there. They have over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. So no matter what it is you're looking for, price range, make, model, year, does not matter. The Wakeham Auto Family can find you the car you're looking for. In addition to the Wakeham Auto Family being Stark County's largest pre Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Catch me this Sunday as I will be at TD's Tailgate Grill, their Lake Cable Jackson location, right next to Fiddlesticks. I'll be watching the Browns game there from 1230 to 2.30. Browns, given a point and a half on the road to the Indianapolis Colts, it is a winnable game. Just stop by and see me. Hang out, watch the game with me. Yeah, honestly, you know, Browns fans live it up this weekend. It is a winnable game. It's your game. Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, that is, that is your Super Bowl. For the next three weeks. Honestly, all joking aside, the next three weeks are the Browns playoff season. Yeah, because there are three winnable games that you have here. Yeah, and that w- that's the closest you're going to get to playoffs for probably two more years. So like, you might as well like at least enjoy it. But the good thing about TDs is they got 43 televisions in there, and they have NFL Sunday Ticket. So no matter what team you're into, no matter what game you want to watch, you can watch it all right there. As a matter of fact, last week I was watching the Browns, but then on the other screen I had them put the KC Philly game up there because I had a little wager on that one. So I uh, so I wanted to keep my eyes on that one, and that's what I absolutely love about TDs. I've been talking a lot about their fajita steak masher as well. It thinks fantastic. Just mashed potatoes, steak, everything that goes on a fajita on top of there as well. And plus you get three gringos right next door, which is really good Mexican. It's all good stuff right there. Yeah, is, it a, is it a good weekend of NFL action? I really haven't even looked at the lineups. I haven't seen who's playing who. I will give you – we were doing it called the bet I love, yeah. but – now, because there's no bet I love this week, it's going to be the bet I'll make. The bet I'm eh. <laughs> All right. The bet I'm going to make, and I'll give you that to end the program right. a little later. But uh, join me uh, Sunday, 1230 to 230, as I'll be at TD's with Sansbury Show stickers on hand and watching the Browns game. So Roger Waters was in town last night. And uh, Roger Waters, obviously from Pink Floyd fame. And if I'm following this story correctly, what had happened here is like, you know, artists go around the country and they tour and they have other performers kind of come up and do things on the stage while they're singing to you and stuff. And so he like asked for the help of, I believe a, a dance group of young women from Shaker Heights. Yeah. I can't remember what show it was. It was the lead singer of foreigner and he was going to sing with your kid's choir. Or oh whatever. yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Lou like, Graham. Right. Dude, so how like, could you forget that? That commercial I, ran on iHeartRadio <laughs> forever. Good point. That was Lou Graham. I should have known that. Um, but yeah, this happens, and a lot of times these, you know, these dance groups, these choirs, they have no idea who this artist None is. None at all. All it is is like, yo, you have an opportunity to perform at the Q. Do you want In front it? of all these people, right. And people are going to be, I mean, of course you're going to, then unless, of course, you start looking into it a little bit deeper. So the dance instructor then, all she was told, apparently, is that the show would be like anti-hate. Okay. Resist hate. And the like. Pretty popular thing to be in 26 or 17. Well, then they get whiff of, well, yeah, it's anti-hate, but really what else is going on here is that Roger Waters is very anti-President Trump. And he's not quiet about it, has not been quiet about it. And the show, as a matter of fact, there's a video at WRQ, uh, yeah, WRQK.com where like the video board from his set says Trump is a pig. 
There was a flying pig with Trump's face on it last night in the, at that show. He's very anti-Donald Trump. And we have a little audio from WKYC. We'll let you take a listen right now. These Shaker Dance Academy kids, 4 to 15 years old, were supposed to be doing the honors at the queue tonight. Amazing to have an opportunity that I probably will never have. But that was before Shaker Dance Academy knew that Waters Tour is decidedly anti-Trump. A huge floating pig with Trump's face on it. Trump is a pig in larger-than-life letters. Shaker Dance Academy co-owner Tracy Webb making an about face on the invitation after our story last night saying she just frankly did not know. Quote, I don't want my young dancers being a part of the negative images being presented by the group, she said. It's interesting. Roger Waters, who declined an interview with Channel 3, was watching. See, that right there, that right there is, has done so much for WKYC TV. Like, this is what I'm always talking about. When you're anti something, just be quiet about it. Just stay away from it. The more, do you know how many people went home that night and turned on Channel 3 or whipped out their cell phone to pull out the Channel 3 app or whatever? I mean, he just drove people right to their broadcast. Now, to be clear, Tracy Webb is so proud of her students that she told us about this great opportunity here. They had no idea about the anti-Trump rhetoric here until we asked them about it. I mean, Roger Waters is very public about it, but we did not warn them, and we just asked them if they knew. Tracy Webb said, and here's her quote, I had no idea this was going to be anti-anything other than anti-hate. I was not given any information that they would be making negative statements of any kind. All they told me was the show would state resist hate. And so now the offshoot conversations will start today. Was the dance instructor pushing her politics to the front because she doesn't want her students next to an anti-Trump message? Is she she ultra-liberal? And I would say there's a chance of that. But more likely what it is, is what she didn't want is angry parents calling her saying, why was my daughter on stage next to this? My guess is she was just looking to cut this off at the pass and not cause herself the problem. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in life it's just easier to avoid the headache. Right. And this was definitely one of those cases. Um, And, I, you know, I, I completely support this in the sense of, like, you're, you you as a child certainly have no knowledge of whether you're being used or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just going up there and you're dancing because, like the kid said, this is an opportunity I'd never get otherwise. But to put kids into a political situation like that, I understand, especially since it's not your kids. Now, if you want to take your kids to a rally or if you want to take your kids to, you know, something, that's fine. Those that's are you your parenting kids. your children. Right, but when it comes to... A dance instructor, a teacher, somebody like that. No, dude, it's just going to be easier for me to avoid this headache. And no thanks, we'll uh, we'll not perform. I know what's going to happen today, though. People are going to boycott her dance studio. Oh my god, she's an ultra liberal. Can't have that. Why would she be ultra liberal? Well, right, because that I, 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 there are people who are going to take this as her opposing what he stands for. Opposing what Trump or Roger Waters? Water, Ro- Roger Waters. Well, Roger Waters is the one that's saying F Trump. Right. I'm saying I think there are going to be parents who would normally who are Republican who want to and, and Shaker Heights. 
<laughs> I think there are going to be. I mean, dude, those houses aren't bought by poor by poor liberals. No, but but, but. I mean, there's a section of Shaker. Don't get me wrong. It's actually a actually Shaker's a perfect microcosm of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, it's I, a little bit of everything. You drive, you know, every two streets, the neighborhood changes. Um, it just to me would be like, wouldn't she be a conservative because she didn't want to stand next to an F Trump message? I, yeah, there's that too. I think there's there, people don't look at this. With logic, it's emotion gets brought into this. I don't think she's. I don't think she's either. I think I, she's. That's she's what the I opposite think. Of, of of either. That was my point to bring the whole thing up. Is that I think she was just looking not to have drama and angry parents calling her saying, "What the hell were you thinking?" Putting my daughter up next to that because either I agree with it or I don't. One or the other. It's my kid, and you're using them as a pawn for this messaging. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think you can agree with the message and still not want your child up there. I, I, I at least for sure. At, at least looking at it from my perspective. I mean, not like a huge President Trump supporter, um, but I still wouldn't want my kid to be a part of that. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it is a huge performance. I, I don't know how I would feel about it. There's part of me that doesn't love the, the, the idea that there was a flying pig with Trump's face on it. I, it feels disrespectful to me, but as an entertainer, as a performer, I want to be able to call a president an idiot or a jerk when I want, and that's essentially what he's doing. So that's no worse than what I want to be able to do. I want to get angry about it, but at the end of the day, I really can't. It would make me an ultimate hypocrite because I want to be able to judge presidents. And you should know who Roger Waters is. I mean, what do you think the wall's about? Like, what do you think? I mean, they've been anti-establishment forever. Yeah, and I mean, is it disrespectful? Yes, I think it's intended to be. <laughs> I think that's that's the entire point of it. And like, yeah, dude, he's got the right to go up there and say it. You've got a right to buy a ticket or not buy a ticket. Um, but kids, like I said at the beginning of this, kids just don't understand. And until my kid was at least old enough to understand the message that they were embracing, I would not be comfortable with sending them up there whether or not I agreed with it. I'm being asked this question on Twitter, and it's a deeper conversation than what I have time allotted for in the rest of this conversation, but I'll give you a very short answer. I'm being asked, do you think the current political climate could lead to the end of celebrity worship culture that goes on? I think that combined with social media, Jay, absolutely can lead to that. And I'm not sure that that's the worst thing in the world. I think that will end up happening. I think what's going to end up happening is that everyday Americans like you who are using Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will become the real celebrities, and we will stop with all celebrities. I think that's what's going to happen is that the people are now starting to get so much of a voice that celebrity no longer matters. So, yes, I do believe that it could lead to that. It probably will not happen while you or I are still alive. That's my official opinion on that. But could it lead to the end of celebrity worship in this culture? Absolutely, it could. Everything can fall. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I want to thank, again, Mark Munch Bishop for joining us. Munch on Sports can be found weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. That dude's going to be with us every Friday at 7 o'clock. I just love talking to him. Fantone and I both have lived in multiple states and multiple cities. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you think you have seen the best NFL tailgate experience? Um, 
I, honestly, Detroit's a pretty lit NFL town. I know they're is it really? Town. Yeah, but I mean, are they hot on football? They're lion enthusiasts, and even when they suck, dude, there was still like that fan base that knew they sucked, complained about them all the time, like Cleveland, but still wanted to be a part of it. That's so, weird like, because you hear even nationally, you hear how rabid the Browns fan base is, but you don't hear about the Lions fan base at all. Yeah, the silver and the Honolulu blue that was uh, that was a big thing up there. So I, you know, I think that Cleveland's probably the more rabid fan base, but of the other places I live, dude, the D definitely they got down with their sports, and that's the thing. They're a sports town. Yeah, even even you blue know, collar, yeah, hardworking. I mean, you got you got the Pistons, the Red Wings, and the Tigers all somewhat good at some point recently. Even though the lines have always sucked, people still love them, just like the Browns. The best tailgate I was ever at was Green Bay, okay, without a doubt. That was the best tailgate I've ever seen. Um, Oakland was pretty close, the Raiders, but I, I tell you, the game itself, when I was inside that stadium, I mean, I tell people all the time that sitting in the black hole, that's where my buddy had tickets, yeah. and we sat in the black hole, that was like sitting at an organized drive-by. That's exactly Jeez. what that, I mean, dude, it was Jeez. effing brutal in there. Drive-by like, body beer. It's like, honestly, there. it's how like Yankee games used to be like really brutal back in the day. They're right. not so much anymore, but they used to be, re- that used to be a really tough sit. But like, Oakland was really big, and now I used to be a little bit of a Buffalo Bills fan, still am. All right. But in the 90s, I love those guys. And I've been to a couple of Bills games and they are legendary. Like the tailgating that goes on there is legendary. Like I know that video went viral last year of them slamming like another Buffalo Bills fan through a table. And they do that every week. And they do the like the belly flops and the pools full of stuff. I know somebody else just recreated that with mayonnaise. I think it was Jacksonville, maybe. But Buffalo is where a lot of that kind of stuff kind of started. And the food at Buffalo tailgates are awesome. But the fans have gotten like a little bit of a bad rap for the fighting and all that stuff that kind of goes on. Well, apparently at this last week's game, a Twitter user caught a photo of a man and a woman in the women's restroom and the woman performing oral sex on the man in front of like an entire group of people. Jeez. Photos being taken and apparently she didn't care. She just kept going. So you got to ask yourself, staged, obviously, right? Probably a porn company or aspiring porn people that are like, hey, we're going to upload this, or you just think it's just voyeuristic? No, I think or, there's or people, exhibitions. I, I think there's people out there who like to uh, like to do stuff in public, and then you get them drunk, and then you get them with a crowd essentially cheering them on. Like you throw those three things together, like a little bit of a freak flag, you know, people encouraging you. And you're drunk. I, I mean, I totally could see this happening. Now, do I think this? Do I think that the woman probably regrets it? Yeah. Do I think the man probably regrets it? Hopefully. Um, but no, I don't necessarily think that it was staged. Ashley, another Twitter user, says, "I saw another one of these take uh, take place between two cars in the grass lot. They didn't even stop once notice us. The guy just gave us a thumbs up." Um, I don't know, dude. If you're at a college party, I guess that's like one thing. But dude, you're in that you're in a football game. Like that's a family environment. I know that it feels like, well, no, it's the pregame. But like, dude, if your dad's, you know, your dad, you're you're eight years old and your dad's taking you to the game and he parks in the muni lot, it's okay if you hear like an f bomb. Yeah, I've always said like if you take your eight year old kid to an NFL game and they hear the f word, like that's kind of on you. You kind of know what you're getting there. Now I'll say that I think that as humans, we I should wouldn't be, say right, it. We should be aware of who's around us. But and what you we say. But, but you gotta know somebody doesn't care about the fact that your kids there and they're gonna swear and that's going to happen. But oral sex isn't something your kids. Different story. That's a completely different story. At that point, I, I it makes me feel old because I know when I was like seventeen, I'd be like, so what? It's awesome. But at some point, it's okay to be old and it's okay to be a grown up and it's okay to be respectful of other people. 
even even if you were walking out of a bar and it's closing time and that happens, don't get me wrong, the police are still going to arrest you and probably rightfully so. But I can say, well, it's two thirty in the morning, dude, and you're outside a buzz bin, and who cares, whatever. I mean, this was but, in the stadium, right? That, that's just a completely different thing. We're talking even in about. one of the parking lots in the tailgate. Yeah, you're probably going to see things. You know what I mean? But once you're in the stadium, like you got to respect other people. Like I said, the F word is going to fly around, and you know, yelling of the A word as people are walking by with the opposing team t-shirts like welcome to sports it's just how we roll but at the end of the day you cannot have sex in, in, in the public bathroom at the stadium I mean Jesus although I'd kind of like to do it see back in the day if I got arrested for something like that you would be promoted like you'd be like oh my god that guy's going to get the best job in, in history now they'd fire you in RB that action does not reflect the ethics of this company this station and its corporate partners That there'd be a whole statement and I'd just be looking like the Monopoly guy with my pockets turned out. Like, I don't know what happened, man. I was just trying to have fun at the tailgate. But the Bills do have a legendary tailgate. That is uh, something. If you're ever in Buffalo, stop by one of those. I had a ton of fun at mine. Be right back with more Stansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot has smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171. Or you can find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com. Get your car back to the pristine shape it should be in hit up north canton collision the folks you call if you've been in a collision big or small on rock 106.9 and welcome back to the sandsbury show on rock 106.9 930 we'll get you hooked up with breaking benjamin tickets you know what next week starts what is that haunted house tickets oh yeah i already got the email okay yeah no no, no, no. we're gonna be loaded down with that stuff next week that makes sense dude it's hard to believe haunted house season already kind of upon us yeah because it's gonna be 93 degrees today right i mean <laughs> it's great it's awesome is what it is sweating your ass off global warming that's my jam dude i don't care about the planet i really don't <laughs> like dude i just want it to be warm outside you know what honestly for a guy who's pretty liberal and that's not a bad badge i'm not like throwing that on you like it's awful but Lintard. like <laughs> like i'm not one of those you know i lean left but like that is like a big liberal cause like the environment and you believe in like very much in their social issues but not so much you, uh, you know the plan is oh, just like you you know it's not that you don't care it's just that you prioritize the other things before it well i mean there's there's things i can address and there's things that are too big for me to deal with do i think that the powers that be should be dealing with stuff like that yes, of course absolutely but i know you do. I, do i think individuals have somewhat of a responsibility to think like at least somewhat in the sense of like, well, I try not to overindulge when it comes to like, I'm just not sitting there with my car running, spraying aerosol cans at the ozone, like, yo, F you, ozone! <laughs> but, I mean, no, it's not the top of my concern list, but still, I understand it. I want people to head to WRQK.com. There's a video there in the Stansbury Show section I want you to see where a kid steals a bulldozer, teenager steals a bulldozer, and gets ends up getting charged with attempted murder. Stole a bulldo- bulldozer, ends up getting charged with attempted murder. You got to see that for yourself. That's online at WRQK.com. So something's been happening since we talked about Roger Waters. Right. Right, it was around 7.30 this morning. We were talking about the Roger Waters show last night at the Q. All right. And a lot of people seem to have this opinion. That you're not an American. 
So therefore, you have no right to talk about our politics. Okay? Well, he's a musician. And U2 has done this. I mean, there are a lot of like you know global bands that they have, have talked American politics. And it's because everybody, whether you're from here or not, really does view America as a world leader. Yeah. And what I'll tell people is, is you realize that you sound off on other countries' politics all the time on your Facebook page, right? right? Like So like if you want Roger Waters to shut up about what's going on in there, you can't talk to me about how, you know, Islamic countries chop off the heads of gay people. Like, you can't bitch about that. Like, if you don't want Roger Waters bitching about what happens here, then you can't bitch about things that are happening in other places. And that's why I'm hesitant to tell Roger Waters to shut his mouth, because I want to be able to say what I want. Like, I didn't love the fact that he had a pig flying around that stadium last night with Donald Trump's picture on it. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I didn't love that. Didn't sit totally well with me. But he's a performer, he's an artist, and he has the right to express himself, because that's the right I want for myself. If if you're if you're if your counterpunch to something is well just shut up because you're from, not from here that's just not a very good counter argument I'm sorry I don't think so not. either I don't love that argument and and then if that's if that's your opinion it's valid right but sure. then what I want you to do is hold your you have to be willing to hold yourself to the standard you're going to impose on somebody else and other people aren't going to live by your standards I don't think Roger Waters gives a damn whether well, you agree with him think about him I mean like yeah everyone's entitled to their opinion Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is flat and you can think that until you're blue in the face but that doesn't make it you're allowed to be wrong right. about it you're allowed to be wrong like what okay right. we'll move forward All right. I have been a proponent of Uber okay and Fantone drives Uber part time I do well a Pretty big blow was just struck against Uber, I think. London is a pretty big city. I looked into this. It's three and a half million residents. Okay. And currently, Uber has 40,000 drivers with their service. That seems like a lot to me, but three and a half million residents. Welcome to one of the bigger cities in the world. Pretty big, right? So London's Municipal Transport Authority has denied Uber's application for a new license to operate, ruling that Uber is not fit and and proper. So they're not going, they're saying basically that they don't like the fact that law enforcement and local government is not allowed to like, you know, monitor the app and they feel like Uber does not do enough to keep their riders safe. Now I may be wrong about this, but it seems to me, and I've definitely heard stories and we've done stories on the program about a driver doing something awful to a rider, right. but I've also seen as many where the driver gets attacked by the rider because the rider's high on drugs or drunk or whatever. It should be maybe just crazy even, but like, so I think this kind of goes both ways. So I'm not sure that's enough of a leg to stand on there. I mean, anytime you have, you know, essentially two people in a confined space, like there's, of course, potential for something to happen. Of course, there's going to be. I think that would be true whether it was we're talking about Uber or anything else in life that, yeah, I mean, sometimes stuff will happen. Yeah, I mean, welcome to being human right. beings, right? right. It, it, it's just the way it goes. Now, they looked into some of the costs of this because apparently London has like these famous black cabs. Like, I, again, I've never been there, so okay. I don't know. But apparently a ride home from, from Heathrow Airport, their airport. Might cost you fifty bucks in an Uber, but a hundred dollars in the black cab. So like people are now gonna have to go much further into their pockets. And this is why people have a problem with Uber, I think, is because they agitate the marketplace. Like they kind of turn things up on their heads and people go, Well, I don't want to have to think about how I react to this. 
I don't get it, dude. I don't. I by introducing a newer, more convenient, more affordable Less technology, right. I, so goes the free market, right? Isn't that always the thing? Is like, well, you know, the market will dictate whether whether you want to buy an Uber or, or a or or a cab, and cabs are a pain in the ass, dude. They are like now. Granted, London probably different than Canton, but still, like, I mean, to get a cab in Canton, you have to call ahead hours. Like, you okay. can't just call and say, "Yo, come pick me up." Like, you have to call ahead hours, and then you're gonna pay out your nose for. So I didn't have Uber when I first moved here on that phone, right? I had used it in previous cities I lived in, but I, for whatever reason, I didn't have it at the time. And I don't think it was available here when I first moved here, right? Okay, yeah. And so I went to our first Hall of Fame game, and I then called the cab towards the end of the game. They left me out there four hours. I ended up getting a ride home from somebody who was driving by who happened to recognize me. Four hours that cab left me waiting there. Uber makes you wait, what, 20 minutes? Right. Stops. Right. I mean, it's a very convenient thing. And apparently Uber's current license phantom will expire in London at the end of this month. But the company now, again, has like 21 days to appeal and continue. They will be able to operate until like this ends and while they're making their appeal, which they obviously will appeal this decision. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna take this as far as they can possibly go. For sure. sure. It's a big market. It's an international market. Three and a half million residents and yeah. they have 40,000 drivers, which means people in London are using it. And I mean, think about think about how many visitors come into that place. Oh, a year. God, you know, lots. Millions yeah. and millions. I didn't even think of that, yeah. So, you know, it's obviously a very lucrative market for them. Now, um, do you know, like, because sometimes you need, like, a different app. So, as a driver, do you know, like, will my app, like, maybe you don't know this because you drive here in the States, but, like, if I fly into there, will my current app work, or do I need, like, the London version? I know it works in Stark County. That's as far as, <laughs> that's as, far as I've gone with it. I'm but, only going here! Well, I mean, but I, I would assume so. I mean, I don't see okay. why it wouldn't. I, know, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah. They have it worldwide. It's not like, you know. I'm so just curious. I, I, would, I would assume it's the same technology, and, you know, I don't know about the conversion rate of dollars to pounds or whatever that is, but still, like, to me, are, are they going to outlaw computers next? Because it's like, well, I don't know, dude. The typewriter business was really, really good in London for a while. Of course not. So why on earth would this apply here when so it doesn't apply to typewriters? The Transportation Authority in London says, we rejected the application to renew the license because Uber's approach and conduct demonstrate a lack of corporate responsibility. Nope. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, they but- say here by not reporting serious criminal offenses, obtaining medical certificates and background checks for the drivers, which I thought they did do that. Don't they? Maybe they don't. Maybe they weren't. Didn't provide them to the proper authorities in okay. London. Yeah, they run. They run like a background check. I don't. I mean, I don't know how how intensive a background check it is. Like, but. did you? Like, did they tell you what they looked into you for? Name, address, um, social, social security, security number, number, blah, 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 a couple other identifying things. But no, they didn't send me like, hey, we saw this, this, and this. Did they ask you about your criminal record? Um, Yeah, when you filled out the paper or when you filled out like the application. But it was self-reporting. Um, but I'm sure, I mean, that's what the that's what the criminal background Which was. Is it's, what they're going to you know, do, right? Yeah, I think anytime you... If you fill out a paper job application at McDonald's and they were like, all right, well, I see you have a misdemeanor here. We'll look look into it further and see if there's anything. Uber was defiant. The company said in a statement that the decision shows that the world that the, far from being open, London is closed to innovative companies to defend the livelihoods of all those drivers and the consumer choice of millions of Londoners who use our app. We intend to immediately challenge this in the courts. Uber has said, of course, that's what they're going to do. I wonder if, I don't know if Lyft is necessarily a thing out there in London, but I would assume, I mean, why wouldn't it be if there's 4 million I, people there? Yeah, like, and if Uber has 40,000 drivers, there's definitely a market. So I wonder if, if Lyft is going through the same predicament with them or because it's a different company with a different culture and maybe they did handle some of the, you know, dotting of the I 
I's and crossing of the T's a little bit better. Maybe that's why they're not having this issue, but it'd be interesting to see why why is Uber being singled out as like that's the company we're not going to allow here. Well, we always talk about Uber like that, and it's because they are they're the iPod of ride sharing. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're the McDonald's. They're the name brand of it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I end up thinking probably Uber probably wins out in the end. Um, because I don't think you can stop people from making a living like that without like serious grounds for that. And everything I'm reading in here does not supply any of that for me. I have bad news for your boy Kid Rock. Bad, bad news for Kid Rock. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wake Auto Family, Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. That's right. They are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. So no matter what kind of car you're looking for, make, model, price range, whatever it is you're looking for, the Wake Auto Family will have it. The Wake Auto Family found me exactly what I was looking for. I wanted a pre-owned Honda Accord and they found me one well within my price range. Now here's the other major thing that I love about the Wake Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This Sunday, you'll be able to find me at the TD's Tailgate Grill location in Lake Cable, Jackson, right next to Fiddlesticks. I'll be there from 1230 to 230, watching the Browns game with you. And TD's Tailgate Grill has the NFL Sunday ticket, meaning any game you want to watch, we'll be sure it's on one of the TVs for you. You'll be able to catch up on all the action you want. I was watching the KC Philly game last week, actually. I was very interested in that. Had some money on that one. So stop by TD's Tailgate Grill. Right next to Fiddlesticks this Sunday, 1230 to 2.30. Actually, and uh, you'll also be able to try out three gringos there. Mexican food. It's fantastic. Brand new. Same owner. It's fantastic Mexican food. As a matter of fact, their El Diablo Challenge, which is like a super hot burrito. You finish that. No time limit. You're just not allowed to drink anything while you're doing it. And you get a $15 gift card to three gringos. Good stuff right there. Absolutely. Now, I finished it, but I'm, well, a little bit of a... Yeah, I got... I'm gluttonous, is what uh, is what my father would have called it. So, stop by TD's Tailgate Grill, Lake Cable, Jackson location, from 12:30 to 2:30 this week. Texans v Patriots, one o'clock game on Sunday. I yeah, feel Patriot, like that'll be interesting. Patriots giving up 13 and a half on the 13 line. 13 and a half. 13 and a half on the line on that one. Jeez, that's a lot. That's pretty dude. big. That's a lot. 13 and a half. Yeah, coming up at 9.45, you get two different things. You get the bet, the NFL bet I'm going to make. It used to be the NFL bet I love, but uh, honestly, I realized every week there's not going to be a bet I love, but there will be a bet I'll make. I'll give you the bet I'm going to make, 9.45. And also at 9.45, Fantone sent me an email this morning that he knew would piss me off. was trying to make me angry, and we'll expose that at 9.45. I'm not falling for it, buddy. I know you were trying to anger me, and it's not going to happen. So there's been some rumors coming out of Michigan that Kid Rock was going to make a Senate run. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of hinted at this and kind of said, yes, it's serious and this and that. But I don't believe he's uh, like officially like kicked anything off as of yet. Has not. Has gotten in trouble because he has like... Kid Rock for Senate stuff on his website, and you can't do that until you are an officially like can- an official candidate. So I know that's already been an issue for the guy. Well, that's not real great. And it turns out that his numbers right now would not be great. Kid Rock, real name Robert Ritchie. Somebody's put a poll in the field. And he trails the senior Democratic senator from Michigan, Debbie Stabenow, 52 to 34%. Now, this is a hypothetical matchup, obviously, right now. Right. Right? 
But they're saying Kid Rock would have an uphill climb against Abenow if he were serious about getting into the race. That's Tom Shields. The, uh, I believe her, like, campaign person. Like, you know, the head of her campaign. That he would have an uphill climb. Now, at first read, what this reminds me of is, oh, Trump can never win the general. He can never win it. And then, sure enough, what happened? But... I think the difference between Kid Rock and Donald Trump is, is at least before President Trump took office, you could rely on his business acumen. Like, that, that, that was at least a decent argument. It's, it's like, well, look at the, some of the businesses he's been involved in. He's involved in multiple different kinds of businesses, which means he can oversee multiple different things. Where Kid Rock is a musician, and I think he's going to have... Now, he's going to reach into the Trump like you know bag of tricks, which is the media's fake and like all this stuff, and that will help him. But he does not have that. You are a captain of business industry that Trump had, and I think it hurts him. But he's a small business owner, and he Ooh. employs he employs dozens, I would say hundreds of people in Michigan. Yeah, you know what? People don't know that. Yeah, when right. It, when it comes to, he owns like a grill company, he owns restaurants, he owns... He's got that whiskey company. He owns, yeah, I think there's whiskey, I think there's beer. Um, he's very involved in the community up there, and very involved with that, you know returning Michigan jobs to Michigan, so I disagree with you 100%, dude. I mean, it's not the same thing as Donald Trump and Kid Rock, but there's still something to play there, and there's still something to... Mm. You know what? Because this will not be a national election. You're Mm. right, and people in Michigan will know this, so you know what? My Honestly, my entire thought plan was based on the fact that the presidential election was a national election. How many many people make their, their runs into politics because they were a small business owner? I think a lot of people have, and you can say that, you know, I have a perspective on the community, I know how to help this state out. I've you know, I employ these people. Right, I employ these people. I know, I know the challenges that this state faces, dude. I, I, I know, dude. I think this is one hundred percent a possibility. And I'll say the exact same thing when it well, he's down twenty five points right now. They, they can say that till they're blue in the face. They kept saying the president Trump wasn't going to be president either, and it, and he was, and he is. So yeah, like, yeah, he became president. So, so no, to think that because he's not Donald Trump. I mean, dude, he's he's a celebrity, and you can ride celebrity very far away in this country. Absolutely. The Rock's going to ride it all the way to the White House. And I, what I will say is he's trailing her now in a hypothetical poll because he hasn't actually put the, his foot forward to do this yet. And we haven't gotten to bumper stickers and campaign slogans yet and all that stuff. And Kid Rock will be awesome at, like, the campaign slogan thing. I mean, yeah, dude, he's already a campaign slogan. Like, shooting foreign grills out of the sky, throwing them up there and shotgunning them. I mean, dude, I think about the commercials and stuff, dude. The real American badass going to the Senate. Dude, the script writes itself 100%. Senator Rock. I'm calling him that from now on. That's, Dude, I feel like it's, 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 it's a foregone conclusion. It's, it's inevitable. He would have been a great VP pick. I just, do you think America's going to, and I don't know, I haven't seen a, like a current photo of Kid Rock. Is America ready for like a long hair senator? Do we have any? Maybe we do. I don't know if we do or not, but it seems unlikely. I don't know if there's anybody in right now. There's nobody that jumps out at me. Yeah, but I can't I'm think sh- of one. But I'm sure at some point or another, and honestly, if that's what's going to stop him, if that's going to be the hiccup in the plan is because he can pull his, pa- his hair into a ponytail. Well, you, you take my point is the fact that like at least Trump looked like a like how a president looks. Old, white, got the suit on, the whole thing. Kid Rock, even with the suit on, looks like... The guy that you pay to carry your bags. I, I mean, I guess at this point, I, I think it's less about what these dudes look like and more about what they say, I think. But 
I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if we're ever coming off of that. So that the fact that Trump's an old white dude kind of gave him an edge? I, I think I think the fact that he looked kind of like how presidents kind of look, yeah. I mean, but that's how Bill Clinton got elected is because people liked the way he looked. He reminded of everybody at Kennedy. That's why he got elected. It was half the reason. Now, the political climate way different now, and social media has changed a bunch of things. It may, may matter less, but it still matters. I mean, it always comes down to one of those average American ideals, like, like Bush. I just want to have a beer with the dude. Like that's. I mean, it always comes down to one of those very American ideals. Dudes want to have a beer with Kid Rock. Well, that's a good point. I just. I don't know if. I mean, maybe he doesn't need strong female numbers. I just. I don't know if America's ready for the tattooed, long-haired senator. Maybe they are. I mean, maybe we are. I mean, we have the grab him by the vagina president. I, I, I don't see that as being a tough bridge to, to cross. I really don't. Yeah, I always forget about the grab him by the vagina thing, which is crazy. Because had, I, I always say this. Like, had a rock star got in trouble for that, it would still be the first line every time he got brought up in public. And that's not the first thing that comes to mind every time you think about the president, which is crazy that that didn't. Which, by the way, do you see that Billy Bush and his wife are separating? No. Like, dude, that guy's life is falling apart for laughing at what Trump said. Laughed at it. His life taken off TV, wife leaving him after 20 years, the whole thing slid down into, like, obscurity for Billy Bush. The other guy who said it in the White House. Good job, America. Good job. Your priorities are right on track. I love it. I got more bad news coming out of Detroit. If you head up to Michigan, be careful before you wash your hands. I'll tell you why next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. As a matter of fact, I just posted a video up there of the game I think that's going to get me into virtual reality. Okay. It's a Star Wars game where apparently it's like a, like a lightsaber type thing that All you right. do. And the video looked awesome. So that I posted that for you at WRQK.com. You can check it out there. It's also at the Facebook page as well. And my Twitter. At Stansbury Shows. How you find it. I, uh, it looks pretty damn good. I can't believe they haven't advanced that further already than than it is. What do you mean? Like, virtual reality? Yeah, like I can't believe it's not already like part of like everyone's lives. Um, it's just gonna take some time. It's pretty damn good right now. Like you, I, you know, I, I, I think the technology's there. It's just like anything else. It's expensive-ish right now. Within two, three years, it'll become more and more, you know, affordable. More and more people will have it. I would say probably by twenty twenty, commonplace technology. My buddy swears by the virtual reality porn. My buddy Tony, he's like, he loves that stuff. He's like, I can't believe you're not on that yet. I was like, well, I don't know if I take porn as seriously as you do, buddy. So, like, maybe that's why, but... Like he swears by it. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they're filming more and more stuff for it. They're making more and more content that, like, video games, porn, you know, whatever it is that you're into. Um, as they make more content, more people get a bit of, you know, get it. it, it once it doesn't feel so like futuristic, people will be all over it. I just can't believe it hasn't happened yet. I mean, Samsung had that that, that Christmas commercial like two seasons ago. Like, I just would have thought by now it would have like totally been there because that's how fast we consume things, but. I was wrong on that. 
I believe in washing your hands after you go to the bathroom. Sure. I am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah a, that's a good belief. I'm a big proponent of that. Okay. Uh, I, I remember for a while I went on the air multiple times and was questioning why there wasn't the proper amount of hand soap in this building in the bathrooms. We didn't have any. So much so that a nice listener of ours, Mary, actually went to bed like Bath and Beyond or Bath oh. and Body Works or whatever it was nice. and like sent us like three cases full of hand soap for the bathrooms here. She was like, I feel bad for you. Everybody should be able to wash their hands. And so when I go into a public restroom, especially, I'm like, all right, let's get the let's get some of this grime off me, right? Yeah, I mean, as a whole, throughout the day, you should be washing your hands. You're doing things that are gross, and you know, multiple times a day, and 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 you know, touching things that you have no idea what the germ level is. You're touching doorknobs. You're touching, you know, all sorts of things. And yeah, the bathroom is where you wash your hands. So, dude, why why, why aren't people washing their hands? Yeah, more it's pretty often? gross. But now an investigation's underway at the Detroit airport. And it's got nothing to do with the airplanes, but everything to do with the soap in the bathrooms. Okay. An airport official claims that they are investigating an unusual substance found in soap dispensers in the North Terminal restrooms at the Detroit airport. Now, they looked into this, they're studying it, and what they claim is, they say it is believed to be a bodily fluid from a man. No. Traveler Matthew Demers never expected this. He says, so I just use <laughs> I didn't no, expect you, no, you it. No, no, and you, you wouldn't expect that. He says, so I just use the men's restroom. I wash my hands, and I'm coming to find this out. It is a little disgusting, he said. In this statement, the airport authority says, now look, we take health and safety very seriously at this airport. The question now is, who would do such a thing? And one of the workers says, I don't even know how somebody would find the time to do this because look around you. This is an airport. It's pretty busy. Detroit's a big city. People are in and out of these bathrooms. Yeah, people are in and out of the bathrooms. But most people are oblivious to what's going on around them, dude. Most people, especially in an airport, are, I've already got D- Denver on the mind. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm Just already give me my got, location. Right. So you, you, know, you wouldn't necessarily be looking for somebody doing something like that. No, you wouldn't. Jamilia Clendon, McClendon, sorry, cleans the bathrooms at Detroit Metro, and she says, I don't believe this is a passenger that would do it. She says, it would have to be, as somebody who cleans the bathroom, this would have to be somebody who has access to the soap dispensers, because apparently they're underneath the sink, and she's claiming that a passenger uh, okay. wouldn't know how to get up under, untwist them, and have enough time to do that. She says, now, a lot of crazy things happen in the airport, but she says... She thinks what it was is somebody who has access to these things did it first and then was like re-putting them back on so people could use them. Yeah, that makes sense. I was looking at it from like the soap perspective or from like the soap dispensers we have here. And like with those, you really could just like walk up to it, pop the top, pour whatever you wanted in there and close it without any real time going by. But if it's one of those ones that it pumps out from this under the sink, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily know how to do that either. And crawling under the under the sink is going to raise a lot more red flags there. The airport now currently in the process of installing new tamper-proof soap dispensers just in case. Now, here's the question. They're calling it a bodily fluid from a man. Now, my guess yeah. is if it was urine, they would just say urine. Yeah. And so this is obviously semen. I don't know I, it, if it was if it was just urine. You're right. They would they, they wouldn't even bring up whether it was a man or not. Probably it would just be like no. There's urine, urine found here. Right for them to say a, a, a bodily, bodily fluid from a man. They're yeah. walking you down the path that this is without semen. saying it. Yeah. And I would also think 
thinking too much about this all morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? I put my Colombo hat on. But urine, my guess, would dilute the soap yep. down too far, right? Yep. And that kind of makes me question, how did, how did anybody find this out? Because I'm curious because how much semen was in it? Even before you could figure it out, right? Because I'm a man, right? So I've obviously have ejaculated in my life, and I can tell you the amount that's there. I don't know if you would be able to notice it in a full soap dispenser, would you? Not necessarily. So like, I'm trying to figure out how they found this out at all. Yeah, because you'd have to think that, all right, so you've got the soap dispenser filled with soap, and if you include one, you know, one session's worth into that, I don't think that would be enough to, like... No, it would have to be now here now without being too gross, but I got to examine it, right? Like my guess is like you said they walked into the bathroom, unscrewed it and poured it from a subject from a from a separate item versus right. like releasing themselves into it, right. right? So like I've never checked the pour rate of semen. <laughs> like I've never done that, but knowing the consistency I like how Fanto gives me the visual of turning the cup over, but like <laughs> knowing the consistency of said fluid, right. It's I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like ketchup. You got to like smack the fifty-seven on the side to get it to flow out. So like, what? I mean, what were you doing? I, the fact that the fact that all this it does seem like it's a worker. It really does. Um, you know, I would think so. Yeah, it just it just makes sense when you start adding adding all these things together. Um, the smell because like at that point it's going to be pretty old. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the that's have what like it was. A- I'm saying like, dude, if 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 you if you masturbated if you masturbated 24 hours prior to, I would assume there's going to have to be you know. No, there's gonna have to be some at least smell of like. Well, I got a T-shirt on my floor. I'll let you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, what else? I don't know. What, yeah, what don't else know would be that. the thing that you know? Because if your hands don't necessarily smell like soap, and you're like, well, what? I, I don't know. I don't know how else you'd find out. Because some of those like pink liquid soaps, yeah. it's a very similar consistency, right? So I, I don't know what would what would cue you or like clue you into this. What would make me want to talk about this on the radio, I wonder? <laughs> I wonder what made me want to do that. I have no idea. Buddy, Ric Flair has come out and talked about why he was in a coma. It's a very interesting thing that's going on with Ric Flair. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot has smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171. Or you can find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com. Get your car back to the pristine shape it should be in hit up north canton collision the folks you call if you've been in a collision big or small rock 106.9 and welcome back to the sandsbury show on rock 106.9 if you miss munch this morning on the program that's something you should go back and take a listen to a little later at wrqk.com from the podcast i won't lie i'm a little surprised that um munch is on the same side that i am about college football players getting paid i thought he was going to be a nah they shouldn't get paid but no he's on that side i'm surprised uh, munch is a man of the people i like it he's a man of the people dude and um you know he's one of those guys he grew up poor okay and so he says like it, like there's no getting that out of him you know okay. what I mean? They're, no, like, there isn't. You know, once you've had that life, like you kind of remember it, and he's that guy, and he can throw you through a loop a lot on some of his opinions. Because you're right, a little older, so you think he's going to be a little bit yep. more staunch and rigid, yep. but he's actually not. 
It's actually a good dude, man of the people. If you missed him, you can catch it on the podcast at WRQK.com, which will be up shortly after 10 a.m. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan. Uh, I was as a kid, loved it as a kid. Um, but I recognize the popularity that is Ric Flair. And he's a big Cavs fan. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so that I like, even though he's a U of M guy, right? Yeah. More than anything, he's a LeBron fan. Is that what he, it is? He okay. recognizes the greatness of LeBron James. Well, there you go. I mean, that's smart. I mean, LeBron James is pretty great. And But Ric Flair was about a month, month and a half ago or whatever. He was yeah. in a coma. And he was in the hospital, and he's come out now, and Fantone found uh, he has an unearthed some audio from the Dan Lebitard show where he was talking about what was going on with him. I just drank too much. Wow. But I mean, yeah, that's something to say coming from a guy who, you know, you make a career out of that, drinking and, 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 and womanizing and being that dude. That has to be a very, very real punch in the gut to you there when it's like, dude, this is what caused you to be in a coma. The ownership of it right out of the gate i love the authenticity of just like yeah man this is this one's on me i did it i absolutely love that i just drank too much but but the the problem is is that when i started in the business in 1972 Jeez. we drove 3,000 miles a week we drank beer rode down the road threw the cans out the windows all the stuff no cops and i mean it was just it was just a way of life and then and it was that different era of like celebrity, dude. You could drive a car, drinking beers, and if you got pulled over, do were pro wrestlers, and everyone would be like, yeah, fine, there was whatever. there was a completely different time in this country, and I can tell you where the, where like the dam broke for me when I realized that era was over, and that's when Bernie Kosar got a DUI in Ohio, yeah. and I went, okay, celebrity is officially kind of done getting you out of things. It used to be you wanted to be the cop who let a celebrity go. You were kind of cool. And that's now, because we all have cameras and video and you know Facebook and Twitter, now you can't look the way on other things because now you're going to be judged. That cop would never be judged in the 70s because nobody would ever know when it happened. Right, 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 right. right. I mean, you could easily hide stuff back Now then. you'll be shamed into letting people go for things, and, you know, which is probably the right way. You, you go back and you look at, uh, what was it, Super Bowl one. Where the quarterback from the Chiefs was smoking a Len cigarette. Dawson. Yeah, was yeah, smoking a cigarette in the. It had a beer at his feet. It, it was just a different era of life back then, and you know, dude, if an NFL player was caught with a pack of cigarettes in a photo today, I remember when I was I was I was actually hanging out with a bunch of Browns players when I was like Aaron Shea. It was like this was years ago. So it was like Aaron Shea, a couple of offensive linemen. We were all out at the bar, and I remember like. Three of those guys, like Ryan Tucker was one of the guys with us, and I walked out to the front of the bar to hang out with you know a couple of those guys, and dude, like two of them lit up cigarettes. And I was like, what? You're professional athletes. What are right, you doing? And they, right. and so the one guy said to me, he's like, you're right. I'm a professional athlete. My body's in fine-tuned shape. This isn't going to affect me at all. And I was like, all right, well. I, Fair uh, point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I guess he's like, yeah, dude, you're fat and lazy. Just ate three plates of nachos. Of course the cigarette makes you feel awful. He's like, I'm a prime physical specimen, and you're not. So I, I found that interesting. Pretty soon it was drinking the beer and then getting in the hotel and then drinking the liquor. And then... um. Not, not to not to be confused with the two. I, I never drank before I worked. And that uh, hold on, like you buying that? Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, haven't a lot of those guys come out and said that they were like really tore up before they went out? Now that was probably more muscle painkillers type stuff than right. booze. Maybe I think drugs probably a little bit more of an issue there. Um, but no, something about him makes me believe that like when he went to the ring. 
he knew that was his job and that's what he was doing. Took, not, it, took that part of his life very seriously. Maybe didn't take the personal parts as seriously. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a possibility. I can see that. Um, and you know, I, I, I do. I think there are dudes that have done it though. Of course. For sure. Course. Yeah. Too many guys do have been in wrestling for not one of them to have done it yet. And that was like even when we did double shots, I wouldn't even have a beer if I had to wrestle twice the same day in between matches. But um, can imagine what I tied myself onto after that. And I just did it, and I just became a way of life. Um, well, but what was happening uh, here, Rick? Excuse me. Forgive me for interrupting Dan you, What happened that you got to the point that you got... Did, did you have an alcohol overdose, or did you have kidney failure? What happened? I guess it would be like, um, if you're ready for this, it'd be like putting... Because uh, I've done all the math and figured it out with my accountant. Uh, between uh, 3,700 and 4,000 calories Jeez. worth of booze. Uh, soda, a splash of cranberry in my body every day. Um, you know, like 20 drinks a day. 20 drinks a day. 20 drinks a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. I don't think I could drink 12 beers now. Like, I've definitely drank a 12 pack and, oh, yeah. and kept going oh, plenty yeah. of times. I'm not sure you're I could 19, drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you're 19, but like, dude, this guy's 65 years old. Like, I don't think I could drink 12 beers today. 20 drinks, man. 4,000 or 4,000 calories worth of alcohol going into your system every day, and all that sugar, and you're drinking, you know, you're drinking mixers with it, dude. That's that's mind-boggling. I mean, I I, I know that, like, well, as a non-alcoholic, I can, it, it, I'm not going to be able to keep up with somebody like that. But 20 drinks, that's that is that that's unfathomable to me. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about right now, and selfishly, it's me. I'm not thinking about Ric Flair. I'm thinking about like the time in my life where I was an adult, right? Where I was still drinking. When I went out, I'd have 20 drinks in a night for sure, and like how reckless I was, and the fact that I'm not that person out. Like I'll still go out and party, and I'll still go out and drink too much. But 20 is a lot, man. That's a lot of drinks. I mean, if you're spending a day crushing Coors Light because you guys are out on the raft or you guys are out on the pontoon or whatever, maybe you get to that much. But that's like a one weekend. All day event. Right. That's your Labor Day. That's your 4th of July or whatever. This was every single day. Like you drank 20, woke up the next day and drank 20 again. I'm telling you, I'm I, I'm willing Jesus, to bet, dude. dude, I'm willing to bet those guys early on in that career were using booze as a painkiller because pills have, right. yeah, pills weren't as prevalent then. So I'm willing to bet they were just using beer and vodka and that kind of stuff to numb some pain that they were getting because I know everybody calls it fake, but it is real pain that they those guys get from doing that. Speaking of alcohol, yeah. there's something that can happen to your penis. We all know it's Whiskey D. And we're going to give you some facts on it and help you avoid Whiskey D heading into your weekend. We'll do that next on Rock 106 Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of it, we have breaking Benjamin tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need for those. And again, next week on the program, we'll have some haunted house tickets to pass out. I think we got a bunch of stuff we're giving out next yeah, week. Yeah, there's a, there's a pair of concert tickets for a show we cannot tell you about as of yet. Uh, I know also, um, next week we got Haunted House, we got concert tickets, and tickets to go check out uh, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con going down next oh, Saturday yeah. at the Canton Civic Center. It's a week from tomorrow at the Canton Civic Center. Yep. Tickets will be $10 at the door. And we're going to be there that day actually from 3 to 5. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. 
So here we sit on Friday, and a lot of you are going to plan on maybe hitting up the bar tonight after a long week of work. And one of the reasons, not the only one, but one of the reasons a lot of people will go to the bar is they're looking to meet somebody, right? right? Unless you're Ric Flair, then you're just going to get blackout drunk, apparently. <laughs> to get your 20 drinks a day. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people head to the bar, try to meet somebody, maybe, you know, have a little sex at the end of the night. Yeah. Right? Hey, dude, I mean, it's the social lubricant for a reason. Get out there and make it happen, people. One of the reasons, or one of the things, I should say, that can happen to you while drinking at the bar before hooking up with somebody is whiskey D. Everybody knows what that, you know, everybody knows what that means. Right. And uh, it, and I would imagine that's because it's pretty common. They say here, do not pack. Do not panic if it happens to you just the one time. They say here it starts to ha- if it starts to happen more regularly. Now it's worth talking to your doctor and maybe even the, your partner and who you're having sex with. They say um, if you have a hard time getting erect even without booze or even uh, with the tiniest bit of alcohol causes a problem, you should consider consulting a doctor. A big red flag that you may have erectile dysfunction. Yeah, if this happens once, not that big of a deal. If anything yeah, I wouldn't worry about kind that. of happens once, it's like, ah, who knows? Maybe it's a big deal. Maybe it's not. But, um, you know, if it's a if it's a habitual thing or if you can't, anytime you drink, that that would concern me. If I drank a Miller Lite and all of a sudden it was like, dude, it just won't work, that would concern me. They say years of drinking obviously can hurt you in the long run. Chronic alcoholism not only can permanently impact erections, it can change your hormonal balance. It changes your entire life, changes everything. Of course it's going to affect your, your your boner. Chronic and persistent alcohol use will lead to sexual dysfunction in men, including erectile dysfunction, low sexual desire, and a premature ejaculation even. Wow. Hey, dude, I, I did mean, not know that. I mean, think about what it's doing to your liver, to your to your to your stomach, to your. It rots you from the esophagus. inside out. Like, right? like, why would you, why would your penis be the organ that wasn't affected? Here? I, I say this to people all the time, and they're always like, people get on me about it, and they're always so surprised to hear it. But it is true. Alcohol, all it is, is a very small dose of poison that you won't die from drinking. That's what it is. It's a very small dose of poison. I mean, it messes with your brain. It messes with your esophagus. It messes with like your your intestines. Why on earth would you think that alcohol Alcohol is not going to affect your sexual organs. Of course it will. They also say there's no magic number for how many shots you should have. Now, it would, they say it'd be convenient if somebody could tell you, look, here's how many you should have to have the perfect yeah. sex for the night. But, of course, it won't. And so they say men may be able to – some men may be able to drink a lot and still get erections. Well, somebody may only be able to drink like four drinks and not get an erection. So, um, know yourself and know your body and know your limits and you should be okay. They say here more than five drinks in two hours counts as binge drinking. And they say binge drinking is what will lead to this. Yeah, I, I believe that. Now, um, this one you should file under, well, duh. But just because it's called Whiskey D doesn't mean that whiskey is the only culprit. But we live in a society full of stupid people, and so you do have to tell them that. Right. And I, I Dude, it's vodka D now. We all get what you mean there. They say here, the more alcohol you have in your body, the more issues you may have with your sexual performance. And certain beverages contain higher percentages of alcohol by volume, which means you can drink more alcohol without getting as intoxicated. Think about it this way, they say, Fantone. A single beer has a lower ABV than a straight-up whiskey. Now, they're talking now standard beer. You start talking IPAs and stuff like that, that's going to throw that all askew. But a cocktail will sometimes have multiple shots in it, depending on the bar you're in. So they say imbibing in something like a beer or a glass of wine is probably a safer bet than like chugging shots would be, and I would I would agree. Um, easier not to binge drink, and like that once again goes to your lines, knowing where you stand. And wherever- well, not only that, but shots stack because you're doing right. them fast, and so like they won't start to release themselves into your body until a little later in the night. 
And you know uh, what I mean? And that's where the problem happens. Right. You think you're okay, then all of a sudden you're home and you're like, whoa, dude, I am not okay. So yeah, that happens. They say that alcohol can act as a muscle relaxer. And they say that, uh, you know, a lot of men claim that they that they like the sex they have better, the little bit of booze in them, and I'm one of them. And they say that's because a little bit of it is you lowering your inhibitions. Yeah. In the event that you did actually get um, an erection despite drinking heavily, it doesn't mean you're home free. They say after drinking heavily, you might find that if you have an orgasm, it's significantly less pleasurable than usual. I don't know. I've, n- I've never had that issue, but I've definitely been in the night where I've just drank too much and I've had to look at somebody and be like, yeah, sorry, that's not happening. Um, but I'm sure it's just like anything else where it doesn't hurt as much if you get punched when you're drunk. It, the intensity just, it dulls kind of everything there. So, I mean, I get yeah, but you're it. Not, yeah, but why I don't think it's an issue for a lot of people is you're not going to notice that, right? Yeah, I mean, right. So it's still going to feel really good to you. You may you, So it, it may be, you know, less of a sensation, but I don't know if you'll notice it. And I don't think people will change their behavior unless it's something that they're able to notice and focus on, which, um, but I mean, you know, if this happens to you, don't worry. I mean, it's not, it does not mean that you need Viagra tomorrow. It does not mean that. It's just sometimes, you know what I mean? A little too much alcohol in the body. Things get lazy. Can't do it all. Fantone sent me an email this morning that I think was intended to piss me off and we're going to find out for sure. And we'll also give you those Breaking Benjamin tickets. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, training. And that's the mantra over at Great American Shooting Sports, North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Great American Shooting Sports has an amazing rental section. You can actually rent a Century Arms AK-47 for just $20. They also have a Smith & Wesson AR-15 that you can rent for $20. Great American Shooting Sports is North Canton's newest and best indoor firing range. Find them at 6505 Promler Avenue in North Canton or call 234-347-0223. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Kick the dust up. <laughs> if, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. And here he is, having the time of his life. You want to battle these? You better have endurance. Before you crash, man, get that general insurance. What are you, down that Hulk Hogan 900 number again? Or are you calling dial a date? Get to work. Do something. Don't you own a dress? Who dresses you, the state? There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learn quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned them into a Mexican tonight. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. No, 
this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to them. And you know, this is terrible. This is the I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids so kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. Lindor tees off, drives it to deep center field. Trout is back. He's looking up and is gone. A towering three-run homer for Francisco Lindor. And the Indians take a 4-1 lead. Home run number 32 for Lindor. That's why. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock one of the nearing the end of it now. Going to pass out those Breaking Benjamin tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. All right. Phantom sent me an email yesterday. Yeah. And I feel like th- this is you like trying to be a dick. All right. I don't know what this is. I, you've been talking about it all morning. I do not know which one you're, uh, what you're, what you're referencing. I, dude, every once in a while, dude, he'll send me like fat things that ah. I think he knows is trying to make me mad. But this time, dude, this is worse because ah. I will admit that I'm fat. Okay. All right. But I don't want you attacking my golf prowess. Okay. And this is you attacking that. Okay. Because he sent me an article about a Pennsylvania high school kid. Yeah. Who got not one hole in one, but two of them in a practice round he was playing the other day. At Iron Lakes Country Club, which I hear in Pennsylvania is actually really, really nice. I've never played it, obviously, but I but I hear great things about it. And the kid got two hole-in-ones in a nine-hole practice round. With witnesses, dude. I mean, that's amazing. It, it, it is. I uh, Yeah, no, I've never done that. At that point, <laughs> I mean, it, like, don't get me wrong. Hang it up. Yeah, you're going to keep playing because you enjoy the game, but, like, that's the pinnacle of your of your golf career. You'll it has ne- to be. You'll never, other than, like, making money, like, professionally, right. like, you will never have a bigger moment as far as, like, like accomplishments for playing golf than that, than two hole-in-runs in a round. That's, like, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, you think about it, like... All right, so one is an enormous accomplishment in itself, but like sometimes it happens, you know. Sure. I guess you know there's plenty of, of guys who have hit a hole in one. Um, you would think for the rest of that nine 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 holes or whatever, you'd probably be so like juiced up, you'd probably play like crap after that. But for this kid to hit one and then go out there and hit two, it is it's it, it's amazing. I've come so very close. I've come as close as like one more rotation of a ball, and I probably would have made it. But I was alone, and I was ha- I was happy that didn't happen. I was gonna say, how bad would that be? And I, I play so much solo golf that I'm terrified that that's when it's going to happen. Like I, honestly, that's why I've been starting to play with more people because I'm like, dude. If this happens and I'm by myself, nobody's going to buy it, and it's going to make me furious when people don't believe me. It's just like anything else. You would as soon as you told that story, like, dude, yeah, dude, it was a hole in one. It was a par three, and dude, it was amazing. Yeah, sure it was. Okay, all sure right. It was. As soon as you walk away, people are like, dude, he's such a liar. I played with him last week. He sucks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. dude. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I can't. If it ever happened, I know guys who've been playing thirty years never had one, and I know guys who've been playing a year and a half and have had more than one. I mean, it's there's a little bit of there's a lot of luck that goes into a hole in one. You can hit a ball straight, you can hit it well, you can try to hit it to the right yardage, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of luck that goes into that. All right, before we give you these Breaking Benjamin tickets, I like to give out the NFL bet that I'm going to make. It used to be the NFL bet I love, but there's not always going to be a bet every week that I love, but I will tell you the game I'm going to bet. And I'm all in on this team now. All in. I thought they were going to back up week two after they had opened the NFL season by walloping the New England Patriots. But I'm all in on the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, out of Maslin, you can hear Don Mega Hammond <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs. You're goddamn right you're all in on my Chiefs. He's a chiefed out 80s baby is his, his entire like Twitter bio. 
But, Donnie, I'm all in on your Kansas City Chiefs, buddy, and they're on the road this week at Los Angeles Chargers, and they're only giving up three points. Look for the Kansas City Chiefs to cover the three. I know everybody thinks Alex Smith is a game-managing quarterback and isn't a down-the-field thrower, but if you look at what Andy Reid did this year, it was really, really, really smart. He went and got the next quarterback for the Kansas City, for the Kansas City Chiefs a little early, And Patrick Mahomes has put the fear of God into Alex Smith. And Alex Smith started playing better. You saw this actually a little bit when Colin Kaepernick showed up in San Francisco. His numbers went up. Alex Smith is one of these guys you have to motivate. You kind of have to get him there. And I look for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game, win it in big fashion. They're only giving up three to the Chargers. I like the Chiefs to cover the three. There you go. Pass out these Breaking Benjamin tickets. Be caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to see Breaking Benjamin. And again, you can watch the Chiefs game, the Browns game, and every NFL game with me. I'll be at the TD's Tailgate Grill location next to Fiddlesticks and Lake Cable. And I'll be there from 1230 to 230 on Sunday. And aside from that, we are done for the week. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great weekend. See you.